we should come up with a cute little title for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Capsule podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you're the marketing person. I'm not. Oh. Well, on this episode of the Connecting Our Stories podcast, we will be talking through some of the resources we've acquired on our journey. Um, I'm kind of talking about our awareness journey. Because maybe it journey. helps people to know. That we didn't start out with all of the information. All of the... We didn't download it like the Matrix to our brain. No, not at all. We had to learn, too. Um, yeah, I knew nothing. Yeah, at the from beginning. zero. Oh, for sure. I mean, yes. I had a little more life experience in situations, but starting from zero at, as... Uh, trafficking in America yep. is concerned and the, the reality of what trafficking looks like in our world. Yeah, I legit was at zero. In mm-hmm. fact, as I've been reflective lately over the past you know, eight or nine years or whatever um, and I think of the me before I knew about human trafficking mm. or it, I really didn't even want to acknowledge that things like that happened in their world because I didn't know what to do about it and I couldn't handle I couldn't handle knowing the, the all the horrible things without feeling like I could make a difference and so right. because I like to win at things and <laughs> be successful I really just stuck to what I knew and but I right before I learned about human trafficking I was in a place in my life where I was pretty dissatisfied um I guess with my impact is inaccurate and just where my life like we were struggling financially we weren't really our job situation was hard there were a lot of hard things and um and so I was in a place where when I learned about human trafficking and I was confronted with reality about it I was in a place where I was prepared to just go all in, mm-hmm. which is how I, it's, I'm kind of an all it's out kind of your track or an all in kind of girl. The surprise is there. Mm. Um, well, let's look at our research page on storiesfoundation.org slash learn, which will be in the show notes as well. You can link to it. Yes. So at the very top, we're starting with the curriculum that we've put out which was several years in the making and COVID-19 allowed for me to finish all of the slides and for you to record all the audio and then I put Mm -hmm. it we finished it it's like a miracle so thank you COVID there it's a gift from from the virus good grief but But it is we had someone that um worked tirelessly and she was Mm -hmm. she's very smart yeah, she did a, a whole lot of research, mm-hmm. a lot of thinking around the content that's in these four classes. Yeah, it's an online class. Started as a presentation I did for the Red Cross. Nope, the Salvation Salvation Army. Army. Thank you. I was struggling. Salvation Army, and I the red was, logo. Yeah, thank you. It was an hour, I think I had an hour and a half to present. And so we deep dived more than I normally do in my awareness presentations about why we have trafficking, like what it is and why we have it. It was like an employee training Mm -hmm. session. Yep. But it went deeper than just the 101. So then we took that talk that Jesse helped me research um, and put together and we made it 
two years later into this finally is it this root curriculum causes, mm-hmm. root causes of human trafficking and sexual violence yeah so i it's really great information and every time i give a 45 minute awareness presentation this is actually what i want to say this you know i really want to give this mm-hmm. so you know if you actually are really wanting to understand why we have trafficking and exploitation you want to dig beneath the surface seriously I, why it happens where it comes yeah. from why this world is primed for exploitation mm-hmm. and a lot of practical tangible life things you can do mm-hmm. to step in and make an impact mm-hmm. and really great resources that we collected from other people doing great work are all in this so mm-hmm. it's for sure worth the what videos is it? to watch documentaries yeah yeah, and you can yeah. take it as an individual or for groups. Yeah. Yeah, so that's... Yeah, I do Discussion highly recommend questions. it. I really do. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we would love your feedback if you do decide to go through the the course. We would yeah, love your feedback. We're going to expand someday. Yeah, we'll Keep be, creating you know, resources. We're for always people. evolving. We're never arriving. We're, never we're not going to stop here. No. Well, people probably know, but I learned about human trafficking from a book. Mm-hmm. So... Um, it's interesting because when I tell people that, I can see that they're surprised, but it just shores up the reality that the content that we create and the conversations we have and the telling of our stories all matters because I read this book by Kimberly Smith and it was her story learning about trafficking and how it changed her life and her story impacted me mm-hmm. and changed my life. Eight years ago. Or so. Yeah, and just a little changed. over. Yep, eight years ago in July. Mm-hmm. Passport through the darkness. Mm-hmm. Started in Spain, and it turns out um, her kids befriended the neighbor kids, and they were being sold out of the house next door. And then she, she worked with the government mm-hmm. and the U.S. government to get the kids returned. But then... Well, she lost track of them, and she suspects that the parents resold them into mm-hmm. slavery. So that changed her life, obviously, and she ended up in the Sudan working with children who were victims of being recruited to be child soldiers. And the story she tells in that book uh, broke me. Not the one that really stuck with you. Yeah, one of the stories was, um, so the boys would go into the, like, woods, brush, that were being pursued by the militia Correct. to become child soldiers. Yes. And they would climb trees and they would sleep in the trees so that uh, they would hide mm-hmm. so that they couldn't be taken. Mm-hmm. And they would often fall out of the trees while they were sleeping and break their necks and die. And she was saying, she said that more children died that way than from malnutrition. Mm-hmm. And I grew up in the era of the commercials. If you're younger than 30, commercials <laughs> used to be a lot of public them television. on TV. Yes, I watched public television. And there were those commercials of this guy with like a beard. And you were like for 60 cents a day or something, you could help kids who were starving. So I was aware, at least, thanks that there to was that, a problem. that there was a Families problem. In the world yeah. Thing food and water but i i couldn't wrap my head around this realization that more children were dying hiding from humans who were trying to force them to be soldiers um than they were for malnutrition that was really eye-opening for me and i think 
that's the thing with human trafficking is that it is one human being with the intent purpose of exploiting another human being. It's not a government. That's why a government, governments can help, but it's not, governments aren't going to solve the problem because it's like we just talked about in our mm-hmm. one before. It's a human issue. It's an individual it's choice. It's an individual issue. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, that book, book changed my life and look, here you are. I guess it changed yours too. Mm. Eh, look at that. What did we say the other day to someone that I created a website with you and then never left? That was eight years. Eight years ago. Okay. The first book uh, on our website, under the resource page, is called Renting Lacey. What are some highlights from that book? Yeah. Renting Lacey is put out by Shared Hope International. And what I like about Renting Lacey is that it's a really fast read. And they use story um, to talk about sex trafficking in the United States. And I, when I got Renting Lacey, I literally read it out loud to Chris and it took me a day. Like Mm -hmm. I just couldn't stop reading it out loud to him. It was like a fast introduction to someone's real story. It was, it, it talked about trafficking using multiple stories. It's, it's just a really good, um, if you want to understand sex trafficking in the United States, Renting Lacey is a very good beginning. But I have to say. By Linda Smith. Yes, I have to say um, that, you know, the first couple of years of learning about trafficking, I deep dive because that's how I, that's how I do. And all I, in or all nothing. in or not at all. And I read so many books and watched movies and read articles and tried to just immerse myself so I could learn as much as I could. And I really struggled with sleeping actually there for a long time where I would, um, have nightmares i would wake up and think chris wasn't who he was that he was um, like someone that was bad that he didn't belong there and that has significantly significantly subsided but um i do think that's directly you were like related yeah to to what to the what you're consuming experiences yeah yeah and so i i feel the need to say that when you decide to learn about human trafficking it is um the trauma is extremely real and it's horrific. And um, if you have any trauma in your background, you need to be careful because mm. you need to take care of your own mental health. Um, and then also just know that this is a very dark world you're entering. And there, that that doesn't happen without, um, I know, consequences. Is that a good word? I don't feel like that's the right word, but... <sighs> You know, there's going to be things that happen because of your your it's learning. It's very real. It's very real. It's very real. But we have a lot of different resources, and they aren't all as uh, invasive or as right. totally consuming as right. like renting Lacey, maybe, where you're reading right. someone's actual story be, of being exploited. People will even now, they'll send me a book and be like, have you read this? And honestly, like, I am not continually reading people's stories all the time because I now have, I have a lot of knowledge and I don't need to be mm-hmm. always immersing myself. So I'm careful about how much I, I take in. Now. Some of the pe- women who like the bio, are they biographies? If you wrote it about yourself? Autobiographies. Yeah, I, they are intense. Mm-hmm. I will say that. Um, yeah, when you read someone's story, they don't mince words. So you do need to be careful. Um, another book that super impacted me 
early on was the slave across the street mm. by Teresa Flores, and she was trafficked in America. She actually lived at home and went to school all while she was trafficked. Great family, um, upper class. So her story is horrific, like for sure R-rated, um, but also extremely insightful to help you understand that trafficking doesn't happen um, in this, you know, taken There's not only situation. one way for someone yes, to be exploited by trafficking, and this is a very uh, suburban Chicago family. High, upper class. Right. Where manipulation um, threats. Tactics used. Yes. And it was like a mob situation. And she was um, But she was just a girl that didn't have any friends. She was new to Well, she was new to town. town. And the person who befriended her was a boy. And he asked to go on a date. And then she was exploited from there. Mm -hmm. It's important to know that becoming aware is a process. Mm -hmm. Becoming aware is going to take some inward wrestling Mm -hmm. um you're gonna have to work through your own um misconceptions i remember this is early early on um because it was when i was for a hot second when i first learned about trafficking we lived with my mom and dad that's a whole Mm -hmm. other podcast but Mm -hmm. um so this is when i lived with my mom and dad and i remember uh googling human trafficking in minnesota Mm-hmm. And Breaking Free came up and they're a local organization that helps women who are victims of prostitution. And I remember being like, prostitution, that's not trafficking. Mm. Because I thought that, you know, I grew up in a conservative little bubble and I thought that people who were prostitutes just chose that. And, mm-hmm. you know, there may be some that are sex workers who choose that. But as we've learned, um, if the average age of of Girl, girl first or boy that in prostitution. is 12 to 14, then those yeah. are children. Correct. Or at least they were first exploited when they were children. Mm-hmm. Um, so that just changed my whole, like I, you know, we joke about paradigm shift, but it really was. It was a paradigm mm-hmm. shift in my right. mind, yeah. my outlook, my worldview. Your social constructs of what a prostitute is was right. totally undone and redefined because of your research, right. which is what a lot of us need to do. Right. That we have very solid ideas of what we think is happening out there or what we, we have to find okay someone as. Wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's real. Like if you really want to fight human trafficking, you're going to have to be okay with recognizing you may be up and wrong. Mm-hmm. That's hard, but mm-hmm. necessary. But we'll give you grace. I mean, I've been wrong a lot. So, and I really hate being wrong, actually. <laughs> Do you want to talk about the websites or the movies next? Well, I didn't watch any of the movies. Chris did that, so I can't speak to those. My husband has made it his mission Ooh. in life to watch movies and review them and put them on our website. Although I am He Jane, can be trusted. He can we can be. talk about some of these ones. Yes, I Am Jane Doe is a very good movie. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah. I Am Jane Doe follows uh, the story of three... Young women who were exploited when they were teenagers through Backpage. Backpage.com. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of like the Craigslist of solicitation. And there was a whole legal battle mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that they went through to indict the men behind the creation of this website. And uh, so there's, I forget what the law was. 
forget too what it was called exactly. But in the nineties, as the internet became more popular mm. and third party websites were being created because of free speech, there's a clause that said uh, third party websites and, and their owners are not held liable for what people come on to their websites and post about. So Backpage being a third party website, uh, people that created accounts and posted as themselves just using Backpage as their host. Uh, right, Backpage like couldn't be right. They right. couldn't be sued or even brought to trial because of anything someone came and posted on their website. The legal battle of these three teenagers was to get well, Backpage they, to right. come but, clean that it was happening and to sue them for damages. Right, and that they were using their images without consent. consent. Mm-hmm. That they were being trafficked through this website. Mm-hmm. And someone needed to pay. Like, essentially that the owners of Backpage knew mm-hmm. what was happening and allowed it to happen yep. anyways because it financially benefited mm-hmm. them. So super fascinating movie. And mm-hmm. um, the law has changed mm-hmm. since then. And Backpage has been shut down. And uh, mostly we consider that a victory. Um, right. There's It's nuanced like everything. Mm-hmm. but Yeah. And some subsequent laws have changed as well mm-hmm. about third-party websites. But yeah. that's another podcast too. <laughs> it, it is. There's a lot of information. Uh-huh. It's, it's fascinating and it... It really gets you to think yeah. like you would never realize that so this is jumping a little bit. The statistic is $150 billion is made every year from the sale of humans. Yeah, worldwide. And that's approximately the same number that Costco did in like 2018, 2019. Sales. Their annual profit. Mm-hmm. So if you can think about the number of people in Costco and how much they're buying and how often it's busy, it totally changes the way you think about that uh, $150 billion statistic. Makes it more real. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that we sell human beings at the same rate. Yeah, it's sold. As products are sold at Costco. Right. And the internet is, you know, Mm -hmm. it's a platform. Mm -hmm. Which also leads into the next one, true cost. Yes. I always say that if you want your buying habits to change (laughs) for the rest of your life, you just go ahead and watch The True Cost. And I won't judge you if you don't watch it, but you probably should watch it because what we purchase matters. Mm -hmm. Where we purchase it from. Oh, my goodness. Holding companies accountable to ethical standards. Who we give our dollars to. Factories. It's so important. It so matters. And... The true cost just takes your naive glasses of who's actually making the products you purchase off and throws them in the garbage. Your glasses. No rose-colored glasses anymore. No. Mm-mm. But we've... Okay, yeah. so the premise of the true cost uh, is the fashion industry and the workforce behind that fast-paced industry and how it's unethical and undervalued and um, women in third-world countries are not being paid a fair wage and men and men um but there's some specific stories in the true cost about women that have you know they bring, have to bring their children their small children mm-hmm. to sit underneath the well and just sewing desk and um mm-hmm. and the factories and how they're not 
uh, maintained. Mm-mm. So it's extremely dangerous work environment and they're being paid like nothing, mm-hmm. even by international labor standards. Mm-hmm. I know that right after I started to learn about labor trafficking, I would go to Target and you would often come with me when I went to Target and I would look at the clothes because I love the clothes so much. Mm-hmm. And I love looking Start at targets looking at and tags. I love deals. And I, well, I would look at the clothes and I would just say, slaves made that. Slaves made that. that. <laughs> that was my strategy for myself. To, you, to not buy whatever, something. Whatever strategy you need to. But in Target's defense, it was actually just saw a year. Was it a year ago? It was a year ago. It just came up on my um, Facebook like memories that it was a year ago that Target launched their fair trade jeans. Uh-huh. So yeah, there are a lot of companies that have yes. heard from the people and they've decided to change or at least um, get better yes. at their supply chains and who they employ to. Um, well, they're their... actually checking their supply chains. Yeah, it's very difficult to have a clean supply chain in this world. But nobody was trying even before. Right. They just. Patagonia was. Mm-hmm. That was pretty much. But it. even they had trouble they They, did because it's hard to know because when you have a product there's so many different pieces that go into the product mm -hmm. and so it's hard to make sure that yeah we're getting all the pieces from that they're all made in a way that's ethical Mm -hmm. and when we say ethical we mean like valuing the person that's on the other end fair wage Mm -hmm. fair working conditions Mm -hmm. humane humane yeah like we're real concerned about our animals here in this country and yet we don't care who made our shoes Mm -hmm crazy to me shirts jeans yeah socks yeah but you know six years ago um is this the uh corn i syrup? had a friend no. well i had a friend who said you know should we if we don't buy from companies that we normally buy from then those people won't have a job at all hmm. and i think that that's what we think we think well it's it's good for them now at least they have something mm-hmm. but we, it's not you have any... to don't you can't think of it like that you have to think mm-hmm. of it support there are people who are trying and even six years ago there's like um elegantes i never know if i said that right it's elegant tees it's mm-hmm. the company um there's root collective there's nisolo there are um you know noonday collection um uh what's the, i was just what's the seco design there are companies that are intentionally going into um countries where there is low economic opportunity, low opportunity for jobs, and the jobs that are there are extremely exploitative, and they are creating dignified work opportunities with beautiful products and then selling them in the States. Like, if we want to be it's intentional, yes, yes, it's we can choose thing. to pour into the people that are changing the markets in those countries. We And, you know, Americans, we drive the industry. We drive the industry. Flourish market. There's a, there's so many now, actually. Okay, tell the corn syrup story. Yeah, well, I just, you know, however long ago, there was high fructose corn syrup and everything. Nobody gave, you know, two shakes of a lamb's tail. <laughs> <laughs> if there was high fructose corn syrup in your cereal or your yogurt or your juice. But the moms of the world united and they said, oh, wait a second. We don't want our kids to eat high fructose corn they syrup. They researched and their fruit the snacks. effects of high fructose yeah. corn syrup. They knew that it, it was wasn't bad. And they were angry that it yeah. was in everything and they couldn't and they buy said, something Quit. without it. They said, get it out of our food. And guess what? 
You cannot walk in the grocery store without seeing on every single box almost. No high fructose corn syrup because people mm-hmm. cared. And if it doesn't say on the box, then you know that it's possible it's in there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and it could be hidden. But the point is, we our voices matter in changing the industry. Mm-hmm. And how, where we spend our money, it matters. Mm-hmm. And if you, you know, when I first learned about labor trafficking, it was after sex trafficking labor trafficking was actually more personal for me because i like to shop mm-hmm. um and we had like no money we had no extra money in the budget for anything fancy or mm-hmm. even like normal i don't know and i just started to be extremely intentional about shopping secondhand mm-hmm. and about every once in a while changing small things yeah and, and paying attention to my food and paying attention to you know, just things like, like that. What company you buy your tomatoes from or your yeah, strawberries? Yeah, I remember when I didn't buy tomatoes for, for a, a long, long time. Because no, there, <laughs> there, there were no ethical tomatoes. <laughs> the Florida tomato mm-hmm. people were all on strike because they weren't being treated fair in Florida. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and now you can buy ethically sourced <gasps> Because it says tomatoes. on the website that, mm-hmm. that it, they fix the problem. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And Driscoll Berries. Oh, yes. Thing too. So I mean, when you become aware... You look, look at the labels, look at research the companies. It mm-hmm. says on their website. It's if not they hard. care, they'll say. Yeah, if they care, they'll say. Even, mm-hmm. yeah, Madewell, they started, and Target too, like they started with one line. Like mm-hmm. these jeans are made in a fair trade factory, mm-hmm. certified factory. And a Target's just $19.99 for a pair of jeans that are. We've come along with ethically... Used to be like $400 mm-hmm. for a pair of fair trade jeans. Not mm-hmm. anymore. Thank you. Thank you. So there's resources and you can educate yourself and it doesn't have to be pretty and it's not perfect and it's messy and that's okay. Mm -hmm. But education matters. It really matters because it changes how we act and it changes how we speak and it changes how we think. And those are the things that change those who come behind us, Mm -hmm. really, and the ones around us. Like that's how we change a culture is by Mm -hmm. changing our conversation and our habits. And one other point I want you to make is the deal thing. I like to say that somebody always pays. Mm-hmm. And it's true. If After you watch the true cost. You'll know. It's true. You'll see how someone does yeah. always pay. Because if I'm getting a shirt for $5, it didn't cost only $5 for that shirt to be made. Which means somebody is paying the difference. And if I'm not paying it, you can bet that, you know, Target or Nike or whatever, Walmart, they're not paying for it. Mm-hmm. It's it's, cut it's usually the cuts from it's usually labor because mm-hmm. you can't cut cost for materials, mm-hmm. so it's labor. So just just think about it. Mm-hmm. Just think it about it. It starts to make sense once you start to open your eyes to it. And I'll be. I mean, I will tell on myself. I used to think that machines made all my. <laughs> I just didn't. I just mm-hmm. didn't think there were humans on the other side, and there are. You guys mm-hmm. like there are humans. On the other side of our parties. So some other notable movies and documentaries on and our page nefarious. are, yeah, 12 Years a Slave and Nefarious. Yes. Well, and I would say, too, when you're thinking about slavery, I went to Thailand a few years back. And in Thailand, sex trafficking, we worked with a safe house for children who have been sold for sex in Thailand, which I'll let that sink in. Um the oldest Mm -hmm. was 17 in the home and the youngest was, I want to say six years old. Mm -hmm. Um, Even though sexual exploitation was illegal, 
we could walk down the street called Walking Street and we saw human beings, women being sold in the windows like like they were a dress or something for sex. Mm-hmm. And there were venue boards of what they, people could purchase. Um, and what I really realized is that what was happening out in the open in Thailand is happening behind closed doors here in America. Mm-hmm. And when we watch movies um, that talk about racial injustice and slavery from before the Emancipation Proclamation, mm-hmm. even talking about Jim Crow and all of that, that gives us a context, uh, a historical context and changes our worldview so that we can understand that the things that allowed the belief systems that have allowed slavery way back then, they still inform a culture mm-hmm. that allows slavery today. It's all connected. So the more mm-hmm. that you can educate yourself and your children and those who you have influence over together, do it together. You don't have to be like a bossy pants to everybody. You just do it together. The more you can have education, the more you're going to change, um, change those, those, those um, thinking patterns, those mm-hmm. thought patterns and those um, false narratives. And we need to call, shine a light on the belief systems that allow for slavery. Yeah. So it matters. It matters. Does matter. mm-hmm. Hopefully these resources help all of you out there, listeners, um, to see how it matters, to see for yourself. Uh, do a little research, do a little digging. Um, find the thing about trafficking and exploitation that really boils your blood and makes you want to just shake someone and say how on earth is this okay and then start to really learn about it and we want to help you do that yeah we we have even more resources than are on the resource page that's true and if there's something specific you want to learn about something specific that you feel strongly about passionate about i'm sure that we have something that we could share with you let us help you Mm -hmm. thanks for doing the hard work of choosing to become more aware about human trafficking even by listening to us talk really matters it does i know i've been saying that a lot but we always say your story matters and this is part of the story i'm really grateful i don't like doing anything by myself so thanks everybody here's to teamwork Go team. Rah, rah. High five.